0: Business news, business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from experts and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com. Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter, Africa Beast Radio, towards a profitable Africa.
1: Joseph Pine II and James H. state in their book, The Experience Economy, the number of goods and services has increased, making the industry as a whole increasingly competitive and crowded. They illustrate that brands must begin to provide consumers with memorable events and engagements that allow the brand to stand out from the clutter of their competitors. Livi Alvi in Relationship Marketing further explains that brands facing identical competitor pros can create brand loyalty by focusing on the emotional connection. And that forms the basis of our conversation today when we're talking all things experiential marketing. You are on Brands of Africa show and this is Africa Business Radio. Stay with us when we take you down the journey of experiential marketing.
2: Of course, good morning to you. Thank you so much for choosing us. Hashtag friends of Africa and Africa Business Radio. Africa Biz Radio on Twitter. Africa Business Radio on Facebook. Fred Arthur One and Mpomaisa. It is your favorite show on the land. Stay with us.
1: Is indeed a beautiful day. It is the show that you love, as my colleague Mpo always says. This is Africa Brands of Africa. <laughs> 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 Shall we start over? This is Africa Business Radio, and you are on Brands of Africa show. Mm-hmm. My name is Fred Arthur Fish. I'm your host, with my co host, of course, Mpo Maisa. Morning, morning. So before we go any further, you know, uh, when, I, when we thought about this conversation, I thought to myself, um, one of the things that has become so predominant in the marketing industry is experiential marketing, mm. um, and more so for FMCG companies, um, you know, companies that are more in the consumer space, that mm-hmm. produce consumer goods. Um, they're more inclined to provide, um, and in fact, even electronics, um, like your Samsung, your LG, yes. they often do experiential marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for us it's important to have this conversation kind of because it is one way of changing consumer perception and yes. also change, um, taking your consumers on a journey to experience your goods before mm-hmm. they go um, to buy them. It's almost like test driving a car. For yes. me, I see this as, as a form of... of of um, experiential marketing uh, But before I go any further Perhaps let's get into the, the nitty gritty So I mean experiential marketing Is uh, is a form of advertising That focuses primarily On helping consumers experience a brand Which is mm-hmm. exactly what I just said yes. um, And I did my research We did our research um, On I think most of our Of our thesis we got from com. Mm-hmm. So if you want to read further Please visit their website And so while traditional advertising And that we're talking radio print, television, etc., verbally and visually communicates the brand and product benefits, experiential marketing tries to immerse the consumers within the product by engaging as many other human senses as possible. In this way, experiential marketing can encompass a variety of other marketing strategies from individual sampling to large-scale guerrilla marketing. Um, And in the end, the goal of experiential marketing is to form a memorable and emotional connection between the consumer and the brand so that it may generate customer loyalty and influence purchase decision. And I think this actually just puts it together in context to say for anybody to buy anything I think consumers have become smarter. Mm-hmm. My goodness, I'm sweating. Is it hot in here? No. Um <laughs> maybe because I just had a huge cup of coffee. Um but but for consumer I think as consumer we've become more aware of what we want, what mm-hmm. we need, um and we've become so aware of products that don't meet the, you know, the expected um um outcome or goal. And so mm-hmm. experiential marketing is, is one element of actually eliminating that as a product consumer myself I actually prefer the experience of touching a brand Mm -hmm. and and interacting with it because then you know you don't have buyer's remorse afterwards when you've bought something it's like buying clothes Mm -hmm. you know when you go although I must say the whole concept of buying clothes and going to a fitting room I've always said this it's it's such a lie because you know when you fit clothes, you go into a fitting room, the lighting is different, the mm-hmm. mirror is huge. Yes. Um, you look thinner. <laughs> yeah. you know, all those things. And then you get home and you just like I, I am mean, when I was in the mirror this when I was in the mirror in the fitting room, this didn't look like that.
2: And that's a good example of good experience. Right.
1: Um but 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 I guess the whole point of it is you experience what mm-hmm. you're buying. Mm-hmm. You you get to interact with it from a emotional sensory. You feel it on your body. So that by the time you walk off the ship, you know you've made a good decision.
2: Absolutely. I must say when when you want your product to get to the helm of people... um Experiencing what it is that it offers, experiential marketing is important in that mm. sense. I can tell you why. Um, in the telecoms space of which uh, we specialize in um, payroll services, and of course, um, you go up to clients and um, you, for instance, I would go to Absa, and I'm not even sure if you guys have it, but I would go to Absa and I would um, uh, present these um. I would demonstrate these systems for payroll services mm. that I think you guys need. And if you want to go with our company, you would essentially outsource us as a business. And part of that process in presentation, you have to have a demo of which yes. you take the, your clients, your potential clients into that whole experience yeah. as to how the, how the systems work and how do you even tackle real-life problems. It's real-time. Mm. So I feel like you, you get a great deal of my, uh, prospective clients when you do experiential marketing because at least they know how it looks like at least they know exactly what they'll be dealing with instead of like a hearsay, this is what we'll do for your product, for your brand or whatever, but at least you know that as a potential client you can see the nitty gritties of that Mm. particular product when you do experiential marketing.
1: Absolutely I mean one writer, Christopher Ratcliffe goes on to say, the premise of experiential marketing is to create a closer bond between the consumer and the brand by immersing them in a fun and memorable experience, which is Mm. exactly what you've just said. Mm. He goes on to say if a brand event stirs positive emotions in people, then they are more likely to associate those emotions with that brand. This encourages brand loyalty and the stronger possibility of sales further down the line. To this end, experiential marketing can be more effective than any kind of display ad, a promoted tweet or Facebook ad. However, it's also possibly harder to measure as conversions may not happen till much further down the line. And that's so true. I mean, it's just like test driving cars was saying earlier. Mm. It's It's difficult to measure success of it because you don't know because... People take time to respond or to make a decision. Yeah. And so, because especially if it's emotionally inclined, because you know when you make an emotional decision, it takes time. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're comfortable, you're happy, you're not going to regret it. So it's like going to test drive a car. You're not going to make a decision overnight. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like that is the expectation from salesmen, that mm-hmm. you must test drive the car, go home and come back tomorrow and buy the car. And I get confused, mm-hmm. but that's not how this works.
2: Since you are in the process of purchasing a new mm-hmm. car, my friend, mm-hmm. How has your experience
1: been You know what? I'm so glad you bring that up. <laughs> let me tell you. My goodness. I wish these people could hear. So I've I've decided to drive, um, to move from my favorite brand, BMW, my heart breaks. I've decided to move from that to buy a brand that's completely out of, you know, that scope, a much cheaper brand, mm-hmm. IKEA. Mm-hmm. I have been to a number of Kia deal, dealers, dealerships. Okay. Can I tell you, I've walked in a couple of these dealerships and I've not gotten attention. No one has come up to me. No one has come up to me. Do you know when you walk into a BMW dealership, you will find guys on the floor who are coming to greet you. Good morning, sir. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to you. Can I tell you, yesterday I went to a dealership in Santon on on, on Santon Drive. Mm-hmm. No one came to me. I stood there. I said to, there was a lady washing the cars. I said, where are the sales guys here? Mm. No one came to me. She went to 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 call on one of them. Wow. They took about nobody on
2: the floor. Nobody looking. Nobody at on the floor.
1: But you know, I said to myself, the experience is so horrible in that, as a customer who's who's going to make such a big decision, you need support. You need mm. someone to come to you mm. and provide the information. The three dealerships: one in Stanton, mm-hmm. the other in in in. Cramerville, the other in down the road here, actually in Randburg, on, on what's that road? On Bay, on Malibonga Drive. Mm-hmm. It took forever for someone to come to me and assist me. Wow. I had to go in and ask for assistance. And I thought to myself, do I want to make this decision? Mm. Because if I'm not getting the service that I should be getting, I, I swear to you, if you, you walk into. Your
0: purchase.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's make it difficult. And I feel like I'm already going to regret it. But because I've made my, my mind up to say, I want a cheaper vehicle. You know, I want Mm a car that's going to be cheaper than what I've been driving. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to go into an into an SUV space, uh, because I mean SUVs are expensive, but I don't want to spend a lot of money on an SUV. But you know, for me, it's exactly that experiential marketing. Mm -hmm. You need the end to end service, you know, that you got a salesman who's going to come to you, who's going to give you the information, who's going to make sure that you're happy. And the other thing I find with salesmen is that they often shove their ideas down your throat. Mm. You know, not listening to exactly what you're saying because my thing is they need to solution you to say okay this is what i require how do you put together something that's going to be satisfactory
2: mm, and these are the, these are our um recommendations, these are recommendations. what would you like you exactly know? because they're trying to pull they're trying to at the end of the day they're trying to push sales exactly uh, which is I mean if it's if it's for, it's a forced sale it's, mm. I don't know what we used to call it in advertising push sales
1: it's push marketing yeah. push marketing mm. and
2: it, and you, as a consumer you don't necessarily like that no. and you feel it when it happens to
1: you and you think because, because with time you know we've become so smart we've mm. become so aware of what we want what yes. we need what's necessary and so you go in there not knowing what you want but you go in there with an informed decision I mean we've got social marketing, we've got social media, you've got digital. So you do your research before you go. I mean, back in the day, our parents, when, you know, products were coming, they were more in, focused on whats what they're being told. Yeah. Whereas we know these things. I mean, for heaven's sake, we're in marketing. So we know exactly what to go in there mm. and ask the questions. So you don't want somebody to come and shove their ideas down your throat. But in, in a nutshell, my experience, there was not great. Um, but so, did
2: you eventually get help?
1: I eventually did get help. Okay. But the one in Santon, on, on, on Santon drive yesterday I walked out because I was like I'm not waiting anymore I I really don't have time for this Mm -hmm. you know so I left and I never get back and you know I walked away and I said I said to one of the ladies who was on the floor cleaning and I said well they've just lost a sale because guess what I actually was looking to make a deal Mm -hmm. but I left Um, and needless to say I got a better deal down the road from here but anyway so Um, So brands utilize a variety of marketing strategies in order to achieve this emotional connection with their consumers. Mm -hmm. When it comes to which marketing strategies to use, it depends more on how they are used. I mean, the target demographic of the product and the emotion and the brand, um, or rather the emotion that the brand wants to associate itself with. And so it's very important when you make it, when you're doing your marketing strategy, to ensure that, um, for instance, you can't do experiential marketing for OMO. Which I know they do always but They do all the time (laughs) At
2: shopping centres
1: At shopping centres Behind a truck I know
2: (laughs) Make no mistake
1: But I mean I guess they do Because I mean That target market Obviously requires that Because especially If they're talking about um, You know Removing stains You need to demonstrate How you're removing stains And so Christopher On this article Continues to say Best practices tips. He says, um, here are a few tips and examples to remember when planning an experiential marketing event. Try, um, he says, according to a research, 48% of people say they're more likely to buy a new product if they, can't, if they can try it first. Therefore, product samples are a must in any experiential campaign. In fact, I just remember that you bought a fragrance because you got a sample in a magazine yes. and you experienced the product and yes. you loved it. Yes. Um, and so you got you actually made the decision to buy the product based and you had never that, used it yes, based, based on, on the that. sample and mm. also because it delivered a product and a service that met your standards. Um, so an example says Nespresso has its own stores, except they're actually called boutiques. Imagine. I mean, for goodness sake, they're just coffee, company, coffee machines, um, but they and call themselves experience. batukes. I know. But uh, talking friend. about that, the advert with George Clooney yeah. and, and all those celebrities using the machine and, they, and, and, and be them being bitten up for the coffee. Yes. Listen, I love my coffee, but trust, <laughs> no one will beat me up for coffee. No. Um, but um, with these showrooms, Nespresso asserts its claim as a lifestyle product. Um, look, these products are so good, they deserve to be displayed in the same way as a supercar or enjoyed in the same way as champagne. I mean, that is so smart in that you would never expect coffee pods to be displayed in a store yeah. like a car. You would yeah. never, you yeah. know.
2: They take their brand very seriously. They do. And hence they, they, they tip on the emotional side of their target, they do. A target market. Mm. Because, I mean, people who, it's an emotional journey. For it sh- is. Like, like you say, mm-hmm. um, the the premium coffee and they even went as far as using George Clooney and stuff I mean think about how many people I know you're one of the grumpiest people who
1: who, one of the people (laughs) who are actually
2: one of the people who are actually grumpy when they hadn't had their coffee it's Mm. an emotional sight that they advertise on your behalf it's experiential is. marketing.
1: Absolutely. Um, so this example of of coffee is really great because it actually relates the message about mm. experiential marketing. Because you actually go into the store, you taste the coffee, the different flavors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Personally, I prefer filter coffee because I feel like it's more stronger. I don't have time for cappuccinos and lattes and stuff. It's watered down. Anyway, my opinion. I um, must
2: say, sorry. I must say, I had a good experiential mm. learning, um, uh, uh, marketing at Checkers down in Mall of Africa. Oh, in, really? In Gauteng, mm. South Africa, Africa. So I was looking for um, uh, a a a nice type of cheese that goes with your crackers. Mm. And you know how checkers is so big on cheese. You literally mm. are in a cheese paradise when you walk into checkers. <laughs> so this like, lady was sitting there with mm. all different samples and really? I had to go and taste all the... Because I had no idea. Mm, no, mm. I, I'm black. I only eat
1: <laughs> cheese. Pamela and whatever. You know, like...
2: And I'm fine with the fact that, you know, I don't mm. eat a lot of cheese mm. in the world. But, given so such a variety of cheese that you can find out there, this lady was sitting there literally with every sample of every brand that was on the shelf that enabled me to taste and essentially make a decision because it was catering for 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 um, um a little um group of people yeah. yeah. And I needed a cheese That went mm, well with crackers mm, And you can't just buy any cheese
1: Exactly You have to be very sure Of what that it is That was
2: a good thing From all of mm, Africa up, Big up to checkers. Big Mall up to of them Africa.
1: But I must say You're absolutely right I mean mm. We buy our cheese Solely from From, from Czechos, Yeah, um, And we used to buy You know I mean f- Like you I'm just like Listen Cheese is cheese is cheese mm-hmm. Right I mean okay I do know the difference Between garda and, and cheddar But Because mm-hmm. you know But the way checkers Displays cheese And talks about cheese oh. it's, They make it such Delicate, delicacy. They make it such an expensive thing. I mean, cheese is expensive, but they make it so lucrative. Mind you, cheese makes us very constipated. I haven't even noticed, <laughs> but cheese does make people constipated. Anyway, another, another conversation for another day. So, to certainly succeed with this marketing channel of experiential marketing, any experiential campaign also needs to target the right audience at the right time in the right manner. It's no good PlayStation for setting up a demo room in the middle of a particularly counter culture summer music festival. It's a festival. Why do you want people to be playing, you know, um, a PlayStation? But let's take the Disney TV show Doc McStuffin as an example. The show is about a six-year-old girl who heals toys mm-hmm. out of their imaginary clinic. Disney recreated these clinics in various Toys or Us stores across the country where children were given a 10-minute immersive experience where they took the role of Doc, of Doc and diagnosed what was wrong with, the, with Big Ted. Um, I can just imagine what a disaster that was. Because you know, children—the minute they go into a toy store, you do not get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, the result was that almost 8,000 children took part in the experience, um, um, in the experience, and uh, 75% of whom stated it's an excellent, um, and it created a 5.3% 5.3% increase in the propensity to buy merchandise. The results of Big Ted's diagnosis remain unrevealed. So obviously this is i mean there's many ways of of doing experiential marketing um, and I think you need to you need to understand. Um, what what experiential, w- marketing, what experiential is. marketing is, um, but I think and Paul will dive deeper into mm. these experiences by talking about the various brands as she goes. Um, but importantly, I think it's understanding as we always say the target audience. How do you bring experiential marketing? I think one of the companies as well that does it very well is Red Bull. I mean, Red mm. Bull goes to these various events and they, they have. Do. And how how crazy They always have these girls in shorts And they have wings And they, they're giving out Red Bulls And they have these Mini Coopers yes, With the Red Bull I was about to thing say, at I was the back um, And it's just such an, an intimate experience All the marketing the
2: people actually own those cars
1: they oh, drive really. around yeah, that, is, they, that is really yeah. great That's amazing Because I mean That is another way Of making sure That mm. you engage With the target audience Wherever they are And in fact They like going To these festivals And je- um, music festivals yes. and, and you know Various sort of um, events mm. Where they promote the brand mm. And I mean they, they play on this whole thing Of um, Red Bull Gives You Wings mm-hmm. um, Which I think Is a great marketing campaign But they're also Quite innovative In how they engage with you I'm not a Red Bull fan myself But I think The marketing um, is really incredible in that it's engaging. You know, why, why are you laughing?
2: Because I cannot believe that day we went to Thailand and we asked for Red Bull. And
1: <laughs> Yo, I forgot about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I we completely got a, something forgot. that was, and it, it, if, it afraid, it. if it wasn't afraid Fred, if it wasn't of Fred, because Fred was like, he was, his attention span was, was so on, an, on another level. So we had asked for Red Bull and the previous club that we went to, they actually brought us the Red Bull in a glass. And the next club, when we went and we asked for Red Bull, Fish actually said, you know what, don't bring the glass when mm-hmm. it's already open. Mm-hmm. Bring the Red Bull here. I want to see it.
1: Because, you, you know what? Boy, I had oh seen, you know, something said to me, number one, the first day you guys ordered Red Bull, it came, it's like going to a club and they pour your drink and you don't see it. Mm. I feel like they pour half of it. Mm. And where's the rest of it? That time you're paying for it. And I mean Drinks in clubs in Thailand Are uber expensive Mm. Because they don't charge To get into the clubs And all of that But to buy a drink in there That you would get For much cheap In South Africa Was so expensive Then they bring the Red Bull heaven forbid it was this little tiny thing that was that not looked even like the, medicine it looked like medicine it was in a bottle that looked like some children's medicine yes that, that you dilute in water oh my word you know i that, was like you know no that,
2: that 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 old oro
1: yes it, right it
2: came in it
1: came in i a was like, like no oro. let's not play these games i was <laughs> like i'm i'm not gonna drink this because this is for my friends, but bring us the, the real deal. It was like a fake version of the oh, real fake. thing, Ooh, yeah. you know. And then eventually they came out with the real deal um, after, of course, a lot of back and forth, naturally also because of the price. And I was just like, listen, you're not going to try and rob us in this country. We're not <laughs> going to play games like that. Bring us the real deal, you know. Um, but before we go any further, I think let's take a short break. And when we come back and Paul will continue to take us through the various experiences of experiential marketing by highlighting the companies. Um, in fact, she's going to talk about Eight very cool examples of exchange marketing campaigns that have been done But remember to have a conversation with us on social media platforms Hashtag Brands of Africa You are still on Africa Bands of Africa Business <laughs> Radio What is going on with me today? I, I don't understand why I'm getting it wrong, guys Honestly, stay tuned
0: <laughs> Tune in to Africa Business Radio On www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook, Africa Business Radio, and on Twitter, Africa Beast Radio. Towards a profitable Africa. That government exists to protect our rights and serve our interests, and that. I'm just judge
2: Of course, Fish's favorite song, "Rose Eyes," at pink. Whatever.
1: That is a. That is one. You know, I was saying that it's it become a such a national a national yeah. anthem mm-hmm. um, for LGBTQ LGBTI, whatever we call ourselves these days. But um, it's such a nice song because it just speaks to that everybody's human and is people Is she a member of so, the, no, 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 no. It no. The it's just a song. It's, the just song. The song. it's just a song that oh. she created. But yeah. it just talks to people. Must just be accepted for being people. Mm-hmm. I think it's such an amazing song.
2: Yeah, and that was Pink. What about us? Lovely tune. Um, before the break, uh, Fish took us through to, uh, took us through at exactly what is experiential marketing, and we mm. spoke about different, you know, types of experiential marketing that we've experienced. Um, funny enough, he talk, he spoke about Kia um, that he also had an experience, and you know it's amazing that their take us tag line is uh, the part of surprise and boy boy, you were surprised by this <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw it in there mm-hmm. um Welcome back. Don't forget to hashtag Brands of Africa. Have a conversation, engage with us on social media. Um, What is experiential marketing and what is it good for? Um, That's what I'm, I'm posing the question to ask because the premise to create a closer bond between the consumer and the brand is by immersing them into a fun and a memorable experience. We've also mentioned that earlier. That you need to um, engage with them and <clears throat> give them an experience give them um, I know a company that uh, they called what do they what do they called um, Gusie child or something mm-hmm. Gussie child, and they do bespoke experiences. Uh, their brand promises actually to do bespoke experiences. They Mm. don't position themselves as an events company but an experience. I actually saw a post the other day that they had... um, what did they they had an albany um display mm-hmm. and i've never seen bread in a way that they actually displayed it <laughs> <laughs> i was like wow this is an experience it's bread it's
1: bread it's red. bread
2: but it was in a very nice vintage mm. theme you know and they make it look like even though it's something that we grew up eating every yeah. single day that i actually don't want to see anywhere in my kitchen now nowadays because we've had so much mm. of it but it it gives you an experience um, and that's what i like about it And if a brand um, event stirs genuine positive emotions within people, then they say they are most likely to associate those emotions with that brand, Mm. which is more effective than showing them a Facebook ad or something. You know, occasionally the line blurs between experiential marketing and a straightforward PR stunt. But um, I'm not here to waste time. And let's um, go through your eight examples of experiential marketing. The first one I've got is Samsung. As part of the sponsorship of the 2012 Olympics, Samsung created a brand experiences at various destinations around London, including the St. Pancras International, Stratford International, Westfield Stratford. And running from mid-July to early September, the Samsung studios focused on demonstrating the new Galaxy S3 and a Galaxy Note. Um... Visitors could play with Samsung's Olympic Games app uh, or have their photo taken at the Galaxy S three. Okay, now we're talking S six on the S S seven. But I mean, if they could get this right in twenty twelve, you can imagine what their mm. brand um, has has. I actually saw an ad the mm. other day on on Facebook. They were throwing jabs at um, iPhone. So this oh, guy okay. was <laughs> yeah. So the, I'll show you now. So this guy was. Um, Comparing why he hasn't, you know, bought an Android phone as opposed to the to the iPhone, but that's another story for another day. So, there are also a competi- there was also a competition to win in S3 and around the world trip, um, if people in the in the around the world trip, if people could be bothered to return every day to collect special pin badges. Notably, no products were sold at the studios. But, I mean, analysis show that half of the visitors spent between 6 and 10 minutes at the Samsung studio, while the average interaction was about 7 to 45 seconds. You see, so they spent mm-hmm. more time mm-hmm. Um, in, in in the store and for those in the market for a new phone the average interaction was about 18 to 15 seconds um, amongst the various and other results 9 of out of 10 visitors claimed to be more likely to consider a Samsung phone as a result of having interacted with the Samsung studio how cool is that? And just over a third uh, let's say 35% said that they're much more likely to consider Samsung which is I mean, those are the results that they were mm. essentially looking for, even though they could have been better than 35%. But, but it's still something. It was
1: the target. But I think, mm. you know, I, I think Samsung's one of those. I mean, if you go into the various shopping malls, and yes. they always put up a display of these mm. fantastic phones and they, they give you those virtual reality, what do they call VDR, whatever those things that oh, you put yes. on. Those are
2: cool. I they're like cool. Them.
1: I think one of them, uh, d- d- I remember the advert they did with the, with the ostrich um, running with the Samsung things and making, and then I think the, the advert was like, I can do it or something like that. And the the ostrich is seeing all of this and it feels like it can fly. Um, but obviously, ostriches can't fly. <laughs> but it, it had those, those vir- virtual reality things that made it feel like it could fly. I think it was one of the most amazing adverts that just gave you hope and not only was it about Samsung But mm-hmm. it was making you feel like With a Samsung you can do anything mm. um, But I think their the pop-up stores are really great Especially mm-hmm. for experiential marketing um, And you get to experience the brand You interact with it What the phone is about and that sort of thing So it's, it's really cool
2: Yeah, and the second one We've got a Dog Mustin's Checkup Clinic So the Dog Mustfin is a Disney Channel TV show About a six-year-old um, girl Who heals toys out of her imaginary clinic if you've not heard of it, um, to pr- it, it's basically to promote the upcoming second series and increasing merchandise sales. Disney cre- recreated Doc's Clinic into a Tesco Smiths and Toys R Us in the UK. I think um, Fish uh, also touched a bit on it mm-hmm. earlier, but I'm going to just, uh, you know, get into it. Children were given a 10-minute immersive experience where they took the role of Doc and diagnosed what was wrong with Big Ted. I mean... This is this is not only giving you experiential learning, but it's it's giving you it's like a career expo of some sort, <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, this was really nice. Um, I don't know what did you think about this fish.
1: I think it's great, and um, especially because children always want to live the moment mm. on TV. So for the target market, it did the job that it needed to do. I mean, children watch these programs and they wanted to interact. They often, when you know, when kids are um, see something on TV, they always relive it at home. Yes. And to give them an experience in a store like Toys R Us, where they are in the middle of toys and there's all these things they can play with and actually act the role mm. that the see on TV is a complete... Um, revolution of experiential marketing. I think it's fantastic. The only problem there is I can't imagine the parents are quite happy. Because imagine a three-year-old or a two-year-old screaming to walk out of the shop with that Mm. Ted bear. Must be a disaster.
2: It must be. I mean, this is another good marketing strategy. Mm. I mean, if if you don't want to let go of Ted, then your parents are obliged to even buy you a big Ted. Exactly. So... Mm. And I mean, kids are a big fan of playing house. I mean, you can imagine totally, <laughs> totally. how we were
1: young. And I would weak. be so upset if I was a parent. <laughs> but that's how you don't go to. I always say as a parent, I mean, I've got nieces and nephews. So mm-hmm. I've got an experience of what it is to walk into a store with those things. They will not leave until you get them what they want. But now I know the rule of thumb is do not go into a, sto- a toy store with a-, with a kid. I don't. In fact, I do all my, my, for instance, my Christmas shopping I've done throughout the year because I mm-hmm. knew come this time around, you don't have money to buy those expensive toys Mm -hmm. you don't go buy toys with kids you will regret it you Mm -hmm. will simply regret it because you will not walk out of that shop with what you went in there looking for you're going to go out with you're going to be more broke than ever
2: I know. Um, the red, the next one is Red Bull Stratos, which you also spoke about. Fish um, and how much they give so much, so many great experiences. Pretty much everything Red Bull does is based around experiential learning marketing, from its air race to its F one team to the extreme sports events that they always have. Though none of these uh, um, garnered the same global attention as the Stratos jump, in which Felix. Uh, Bong Nar passed the speed of sound as he broke a 52-year-old record for the highest uh, recorded parachute jump. (laughs) Now, this is like taking it very far far as to Red Bull giving you wings. And Mm. I just hope this was safe. News channels around the world carried live coverage of this event, gaining Red Bull priceless brand exposure and extensive PR. You know, um,
1: As a marketer, I would have been so proud of myself because... That is taking it to a whole new level. Mm. Imagine news channels covering that, like I a mean, news story. And it's just a marketing campaign. That is big. That yeah. is really big. I mean, I think if the, the executives at Red Bull were not impressed, mm-hmm. then they, they don't know what they're looking for.
2: On the contrary, it could have been a disaster. It could <laughs> have
1: been a disaster. I know, absolutely. But I mean, if it worked out, then that's fantastic.
2: And this was, uh, Jota Down is one of the greatest ever content marketing campaigns achieved mm. in this category. Um, the next one I've got, editors and Derek Rose pop-up stores aren't a new concept but Adidas D. Rose uh, Jump Store in London was a cut above the rest mm. Chicago Bulls point guard Derek Rose when, was in attendance to challenge fans to win a pair of free trainers by taking off a shelf that happened to be ten, uh, the 10 foot um, in the air uh, it's a relevant exciting and memorable experience for all the kids who took part And I I assume that also, you know, was a success. Mm. Uh, The next one is Sensodyne. When launching new Sensodyme uh, Complete Protection, uh, GSK wanted to demonstrate how its uh, no-viment technology can help sensitive teeth as well as encouraging people to think more about sensitivity and its impact on their lives. The great sensitivity test was set up near London's tower London's Tower Bridge, consisting of three different zones, where Zone One allowed people um, allowed. W- Zone 1 allowed people to have a sensitivity check with a dentist to win prizes, obtain free samples, and essentially see a demo of the product. Where Zone 2 was basically a a giant tooth that gave people a decent vintage point of a photo. and In the Zone 3, Sensordime attempted to host the world's largest ever oral hygiene lesson as a dental expert told a crowd of about 232 people how to correctly look after their teeth. Overall, the event achieved 150 media mentions and distributed for almost about 6500 free samples uh dental sensitivity checks were carried out on 200 people but there um there's no information regarding the impact on the purchase um intent thereof but even so i think um mm. they achieved a, a great um deal of exposure Absolutely. in terms of educating people because I mean essentially as a company, especially like a health care company like um since the time, you not only push to drive sales but part of your C S I must be to educate people on how to mm. take care of their teeth. Absolutely your mouth. and We can imagine how, when your mouth stinks, how Ooh, you know. <laughs> My pet
1: peeve. I can't stand bad breath. It it sets me off the rails, honestly. And mm. I think sensitivity is a big issue for lots of people. Yes. And I is. don't think they understand how to deal with it. So for Sansadam to come out with a pro, um, a program like this or experiential marketing like this is really great because mm. I think it's important for people to understand how to work with their teeth. My goodness, teeth, people brush your teeth. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: And and you know, I've ac- I actually read somewhere that the yellow your teeth are, the stronger they are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Google no. this. Apparently, that. people
2: with yellow teeth—it has nothing to do with color. People with yellow teeth have stronger teeth, and you the more and
1: the before, more whiter no, your yes, teeth no. are, the more please google it please let's leave it I can't the, the I more
2: whiter your teeth are there's the nothing less. as disgusting
1: as yellow Stop teeth
2: I'm sorry I g- I'm not saying that the yellow teeth are appeasing but I'm just stating the facts
1: I'm happy to have uh, to have none yellow teeth if it means they're not going to be strong I'm okay <laughs> I'm fine I'll figure something out I'll go get fake teeth afterwards
2: mm-hmm. Okay, I've got Game of Thrones. This one possibly veers more towards being a pure stunt than rather experiential learning, but I mean, we'll see. It's, it was still very cool. Uh, UK movie and TV streaming service um, Blinkbox dumped a dragon skull on a desert beach to coincide with the release of Game of Thrones series three. I'm never going to understand this because I'm not. I've, I've not been following Game of Thrones. Me neither. Those. Oh, goodness me. It was the size of a London bus, so it naturally gained quite a lo- London bus. It gained Imagine. a lot, quite of attention with around 250 uh, pieces of press coverage appearing in all of them. I mean, this is like a gigantic... bony thingamabob that looks like uh, it just looks wrong it looks wrong but so who, much wrong who wants to go into that beach with that thing but I mean it well was, Game it, of Thrones people yeah. do you know how
1: crazy Game of Thrones fans go I, know, I mean right. I remember when it first came back um, and they were doing a screening at 3am at one of the malls here in South Africa in Joburg people and went and they were doing at 3am in the morning yes I remember Mano wanted to go I'm like Buddy, you're on your own I'm not waking up at 3am to go drive To watch some unrealistic show I mean, I've got better things to do with my time But Game <laughs> like of Thrones sleeping. fans like Sleeping is quite <laughs> important for me It's a journey <laughs> It's a personal journey uh, But people who do Game of Thrones go crazy I wouldn't be surprised if people want to go into the beach with this thing I mean, it looks, it looks horrific mm. It really does
2: the last one is The Simpsons movie. I love The Simpsons. Okay, so this is an old example, but I really um, like it. So here it is. Back in the tw- in twenty in 2007, the 20th Century Fox partnered with 7-Eleven to transform 12 of its stores into Quick E-Marts. The shop run by Apu in The Simpsons. It was all to promote the release of The Simpsons movie uh quick ememos offer the limited quantities of uh crust old cereal buzz cola and squeeze frozen drinks. Hm a special edition of the radioactive man comic book was also produced just for seven eleven while live size citizens of Springfield could be seen in the stores. I love springfield well springfield <laughs> is is the location or whatever the mm. suburb that the mm. Simpsons live in and Springfield is quite nice you find yourself <laughs> it's like it, you find yourself imaginary you know when you watch the Simpsons because it's, it's like a a well orchestrated art that they created. a a town look-alike for you to enjoy as if you're living in Springfield when you watch The Simpsons.
1: Whatever it (laughs) is. So,
2: I've come to an end of uh, uh, eight um, various examples of experiential learning. This was a great deal of various selections of experiential learning marketing examples. It is true, um, the line does sometimes blur between experiential marketing and PR stance. But true experiential activity should always look to deliver a lasting, positive impact by creating a meaningful, memorable and high personal experience for the participant. And that was your experiential marketing. We'll be right back with just a quick break. Next, we'll have your brand bulletin as well as your brand of the week, uh, quote of the week. And yeah.
0: Business news. Business resources, economic analysis, market analysis from expert and industry leaders in African enterprise. Get more for a profitable African venture. Africa Business Radio Towards a Profitable Africa.
1: Leading brand bulletin this afternoon, new campaign, hashtag new campaign, be the slash um, generation. The Remy Martin recently launched the third edition of its annual One Life Live Them campaign, developed by local advertising agency Sachi & Sachi Brands featuring influencers. The call, the call, one life uh, dot live them encourages people to live their lives to the fullest, explains Phil Full Forget, marketing manager at Martin. We want to inspire people to explore their many talents and diverse interests instead of simply being defined by the, by just one thing that they do. The Assegai twenty seventeen where quantity and quality meet, the Direct Marketing Association of South Africa Asagai Awards took place on Thursday evening at the Empire in Johannesburg, and so Ogilvy's account at the end of evening totaling an outstanding 25 awards that included a black spear for its KFC Burritus campaign. And that is our bulletin for this afternoon.
2: And now for your brand of the week, can I have a clap, clap for this one? Whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) It is Twitter. Yay. (laughs) So Twitter... Uh, to double tweet limit to 280 characters. Now, this could mean good or bad, but Twitter announced on Tuesday it would double the limit for tweets to 280 characters, a bid to draw in more users and boost engagement at the social media network, giving users twice the space to voice their thoughts, ushers in a new era for the online platform, whose hallmark 140 character cap had encouraged users to craft succinct uh, Missiles. We are expecting the character limit. We want it to be easier and faster for everyone to express themselves. Tweeted the site, which start, which stated, which started testing and increase to its limits in most languages in early September. The changes will be rolling out in all languages except Japanese, Korean, Chinese, in which space limitations have not been an issue. Twitter said. Yeah, I mean, it is the first time to tweet. It is the first time the tweet character caps has been raised uh, since Twitter was founded eleven eleven years ago. Twitter, which has been lagging behind viral social networks when in user growth and struggling to reach profitability, faced a dilemma over the change in that it could alienate long term users to transform the nature the nature of the service. Hmm.
1: I find, that, I find that very interesting. Uh-huh. But let's face it, the Japanese do not need quite a lot to write because you know the writing, what is that writing, this, what is it called? Those things that just looks like lots of blocks and stuff put together. Um, they don't need lots because they mm. can say a lot in one character. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whereas, they can. Whereas Tina, I mean, on the other hand, we need quite a lot yeah, to be able do. to say. But now I'm worried that with Twitter, people are going to start writing thesis. Remember when Facebook came out? Mm-hmm and people would write three paragraph statuses and you just thought I can't read I don't have time to read that
2: and now people are writing so many paragraphs and you know those threads on Twitter that people always yeah it's it's getting too much especially because people are are so intense right now on Twitter you say one thing and Someone jumps at you and now you can imagine if they've got so much liberty to write everything and everything they want to write, it's going to blow up.
1: It is going to blow up. So I think it's going to be interesting. I'm good with 140 characters. Hey, I'm mm. good. And I think the minute they give us that opportunity, but I think we need to, to recognize them for staying relevant mm. because I think with, with Instagram, Twitter's a bit fading because people have, I mean, it's still big, but I think people are more becoming more interested in themselves than writing stuff on, 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 on Twitter. So this is giving them uh, an opportunity to to innovate themselves and Mm. make themselves relevant and give us more opportunity to write as much as we want.
2: Yeah. And that brings us to the end of the show of your experiential learning, experiential marketing.
1: Uh, Fish, do you have the quote of the week? I do indeed. And our quote of the week says... um, goodness, it has disappeared. Oh, good marketers see consumers as complete human beings with all the dimensions real people have. And that is from jo- Jonas Jonas Sachs, I think is one of the um, sex guys. And I think that quote is quite important because it mm-hmm. speaks exactly to experiential marketing. Mm-hmm. Because it means when you see people as who they are, as complete human beings, you'll bring them products and experiences that speak to each dimension and they can experience the brand and that is our quote for the week
2: yes it's and we've been <laughs> it's been quite a great show it has. I had fun talking about all those examples and all those great brands that did uh, the most with uh, experiential learning and we still, we still are open right fish to people um, suggesting what they want us of to talk about we are. on of Twitter course we are. Yes. and on Facebook as well I think Absolutely. we should make a public post public announcement mm-hmm. for people to engage with us in that manner
1: I think we should and remember we are and so on the various social media platforms do please uh, get in touch with us um, remember to always hashtag brands of Africa so we can brands of Africa show so we can get your feedback and be able to share the great stories that we share with you but it has indeed been an amazing show I think um, again we'll continue this conversation next week when we're looking at a different topic as usual we're always trying to give you as much as we can from marketing my name is Fred Arthur Fish
2: my name is Mpoma
1: it's been an absolute pleasure please get in touch with us and we'll do this again next week have an awesome weekend and a great week ahead.
0: Tune in to Africa Business Radio on www.africabusinessradio.com Find us on Facebook Africa Business Radio and on Twitter Africa Beast Radio Towards a Profitable Africa